Hi, Jack. This is Ted Koontz back in the USA. The roadblocks in Africa were more than I could uh, deal with. And uh, my poor mother was wondering when I would ever come home again. So I came home at least for a little while, let the pandemic cool off and a few things. Anyway, I'm really enjoying your show. I can't even begin to say how much uh, sheer diversity you have in your in your in your guests. Uh, when I was traveling around Africa and coming back on a plane, I just listened to episode after episode. Uh, everything from economics to philosophy to health to to physics, even uh, some of my favorite episodes for sure. Um, Jack, couldn't thank you enough for being a part of that as well. Um, I've got a book coming out. My two wheeled wanderer dispatches, which I wrote for two years, a little more than monthly, are uh, being published in a book. Pediment Publishing, a publishing company out of Portland, Oregon, has um, is where has contracted to get this done so i couldn't be happier we're uh, still in the proofing phase the book is available for pre-order on the pediment website that's p-e-d-i-m-e-n-t publishing.com website um and the book should be released in early july if everything goes well jack thanks again for ho- for having me on your show enjoy it very much wishing you the best thanks for the update ted that was ted kunz who i spoke to in episode 53 while he was cycling in africa through covid so welcome to Pod Songs. I'm Jack Stafford. I interview inspiring people in service to others as inspiration for a new song. I read an article recently online by a game designer who recognized QAnon as a type of reality game. Now, we've all heard of QAnon, but how many of us have actually read some of Q's posts? The original source. He was supposed to be an FBI whistleblower or something like that. Um, I just presumed they were substantial posts, maybe some documents. Mm, But really, they're just these kind of clues. Let me read you one. Identify symbolism. Owl, why? Which performers celebs supported Hillary Clinton during the election? Who performed during her rallies? What jewelry and or tattoos present? What does Hillary represent to them? What celebrities have owl and why head symbols? Now, a QAnon devotee will tell you that's all written in code, but really they just trawl through the internet and find images related to those that support those statements. So it's a lot like a game. Um, And my next guest should know he makes these games for a living. So let's get the expert insights from Reed Berkowitz. article's gone everywhere, hasn't it? Yeah, it's done good. It's been a good little article. Is, is it an example of how these things can take off? Also, some parallels to QAnon? <laughs> well, I let's just put it this way. I think the article got attention because of QAnon. I don't, <laughs> I don't know if the methods of spreading are, are uh, the same at all, but definitely if, um, you know, if QAnon hadn't stormed the Capitol... I think that, uh, you know, my article would stay out of the spotlight. So so you so you wrote this article on back on 30th of September, is that right? Yes, I think so. On uh, on Medium, which is, um, yeah. for anyone who doesn't know, is a, is a, it's like an article um, web app, is that right? Or? Yeah, it's just a, a publishing platform where you can 
you know, write articles and share them. And um, my own site is getting redesigned. So I started posting there in between. Because I think we we really need to go baby steps with all the all the terminology you're using. Many of my audience will not understand. So maybe you really could go from the basics. If you could explain it, that would be great. Yes, absolutely. What would you like to know first? <laughs> <laughs> so you begin the article talking about alternate reality games and how you're a game designer. Um, so what exactly is that? What's an alternate reality game? Yeah. Um, this is always kind of a, a hard question because the definition is a little loose, but um, I'll try to creep up on it. Um, basically, an alternate reality game is what I would call a subset of experience fiction, which are stories and games that are played in reality, that use reality as a medium. You don't watch them or listen to them. You experience them. So that includes uh, live-action role-playing games, um, immersive theater, um, maybe augmented reality games, um, and alternate reality games. So alternate reality games have um, enough of a specific uh, experience that their subcategory is kind of recognizable. <laughs> and um, it basically, uh, I can go through it and kind of describe the structure of it so that people can recognize it. Uh, it basically starts off with um, some mysterious, quote, rabbit holes that are spread around uh, either online or in reality. And those can be anything that catches your eye. Um, past alternate reality games have used billboards, you know, with something strange written on them, and then you go look them up. Um, they can use... Uh, items delivered to your door in real life. They can be things online that you find peculiar that you start researching. And eventually, uh, when you go down the rabbit hole and start researching, you end up at a trailhead or a site that seems to have the majority of the story at it. Um, and that's where you'll find puzzles, clues, a mystery, um, you know, more of the, the meat of the story itself. And of course, the puzzles are very difficult, and you'll also simultaneously find a large community of people trying to solve the puzzles. So now, once it, that happens, is it like a modern version of Cluedo or murder mystery? Um, it can be. It depends what the designers have in mind. Um, it, I guess the big difference from you know a murder mystery is that they're going to happen in real life. So, for instance people from the game might call your cell phone, they might, um, you know, text you or email you, uh, there's going to be live events, um, solving the puzzles will lead to real world, um, you know, locations that you can go to and do things to activate more of the story. And the more that you discover, the more story is unlocked, and the more events they are. And then at the end, there's usually a, a not always, but sometimes a live world event where people gather, um, and it can be, you know, it can be anything from uh, a concert to, you know, a rally to a seminar. You know, there's been all kinds of uh, reveals at the end. But the big thing to recognize is that there are rabbit holes that lead you in. They can be quite large. They 
some of them have had over 10 million people in 75 wow. different countries. Um, there are a lot of events, large events sometimes, um, sometimes up to half a million people might show up at events. Um, and that it is both online and in reality. It, it is a game that you can play everywhere. Wow. So I guess that's the long explanation, but um, it's, a, it's a little hard to get your head around if you haven't played them before. So it's a big deal then. Yeah. I mean, there's been some very successful, famous uh, alternate reality games, and yet still it's kind of a niche uh, um, gaming area. Is it where they, the people dress up in the clothes as well? What's that called? Um... Uh, LARP, a live action role-playing game. Okay, right, yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, I think there's definitely uh, an overlap there. I think, um, you know, maybe the difference between a live action role-playing game and uh, actually, I'm not sure that there really is that much difference anymore, but it, there used to be. I mean, a live action role play game is literally where you went somewhere dressed in a costume with a foam sword and there were rules and you were playing out a role playing game. You were just doing it in real life, um, you know, with spells and bashing each other with swords and running around in the woods. Um, you know, and, and an alternate reality game was something that started mostly on the computer and led to sort of real world things. And but it wasn't an alternate reality. They both are uh, games and stories that are happening in real life as opposed so, to. So when someone walked into the Capitol wearing a, a giant um, buffalo <laughs> helmet, you must have thought the world's uh, emerging here. <laughs> I did. Yeah. I mean, I think that, um, you know, even though uh, QAnon uses a lot of the same techniques that uh, an alternate reality game uses, the big difference is, well, one of the big differences, but the biggest, most important difference to us not playing is that they don't tell their uh, participants that it is a game. So they think it is real. So for instance, um, you know, there may be... Uh, a hundred people or, or, or a half million people dressed up as the Joker, you know, at Comic-Con, but they understand, right, that this isn't, we're not really following the Joker and committing real crimes. This is for fun, right? And when people showed up at the, you know, at the Capitol, uh, they did not know that, mm -hmm. you know. So, so when did you first realize that QAnon was using these techniques that you use? Um, right away, as soon as I saw it, I, I mean, it, it, I mean, I think some people give me a little too much credit, but it is literally an alternate reality game in structure. It's not really, uh, you know, if you've designed one, you can look at it and say, um, yeah, okay, great. They're, they're doing that. Um, and it's, it's not a game. It's more like the gamification of propaganda. You know, they're using the same techniques, but they're, they have a very different outcome. Um, but yeah, it's not just me. A lot of alternate reality game developers also uh, saw the same thing that I did. And, you know, I checked in with them and, and yes, they, they, they have a very similar take on it. So in, you, in the article, you talk about something called apophenia. Uh, yeah. Um, I don't really know how to pronounce it. I pronounce it apophenia, yeah. but uh, it's, it's, um, yeah, it's the tendency to find meaning in um, unrelated patterns. So, 
um, you look up at the night sky and you might see a bear in the stars. Um, now, most apophenia um, that we experience, um, we understand that it, 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 it is in a limbo state. You know, if you are a scientist and you come up with a great hypothesis and you're positive that it's true and you have that, aha, I've got it moment, you know you still have to test it out, right? You know, you, mm. you still have to go through the hard, rigorous process, designing an experiment, making sure that it's true, having other people peer review it, make sure the experiment is duplicatable by other people. Um, but the moment when you get that eureka high of solving the problem uh, is the same whether you're right or wrong, right? So an epiphany is a true realization or understanding that something is correct. An apophany is the opposite. You're actually moving away from reality. It is um, delusion as revelation is what it was originally <laughs> termed mm -hmm. as. So, um, and it's not, you know, scary or, or bad. It's just... Um, that you have to go through the next steps. You have to be able to sort reality from fantasy, but the aha moment that comes with it has a lot of dopamine. It's got a lot of, um, you know, it's got a lot of power. And when you, when you see a solution, you feel very connected to it. It gives you a sense of certainty when you arrive at it yourself. So that's why, for instance, the scientific process needs so much rigor because people will just want to roll with it. You know, they want, they, they, they feel, like they've got it. And that's what that's what QAnon does differently than an alternate reality game. For instance, I'm actually I'm uh, I'm actually terrible at solving puzzles. So when I go on these boards and I and I enter an alternate reality game, I never solve any of the big puzzles. I'm not one of those guys, but I always think I am. Right? I always I'm always thinking, "Yes, all oh, that makes perfect sense," right? And then of course, the puzzle turns out to be solved by somebody else and and I'm wrong. Okay, I'm like, ah, all right. Well, I th I still think my idea was good, but let's go ahead with that, and that was the right answer, right? So, and you know, because it unlocks the next puzzle, it unlocks the next content. In QAnon, that doesn't happen, right? There is no puzzle. There's no real solution there. So uh, people jump to a conclusion that feels great, and if it's a really good explanation then that's the right answer. <laughs> you know, whatever feels good to the most people is is what's right. So you don't have to you don't ever get to a point where you are solving the um, mystery. You know, there's no real solution. You're just coming up with what would be the coolest or the weirdest, you know, answer, right? So what are the, what are the mechanics of it cuz how does it work on a on an actual basis? What does Q post, and who? What do the people post, and where do they post? And yeah, interesting. Um, so they uh, it, Q used to drop um, clues in a message board called um, 4chan, and um, it's probably not. I mean, now I think a lot of people know what 4chan is, but it's kind of it was kind of tucked away, a little corner of the internet, and um, you know, by all, uh, I think by all accounts, people would say it wasn't the most user-friendly site in the world. Uh, <laughs> could get a little revolting, actually, uh, if you dug around in there. Um, but anyway, that's where Q chose to start uh, posting. And and there were other people posting as well. There were other people LARPing. There was FBI Anon. There was CIA Anon. So Q Anon was just one more person that was playing uh, a game 
you know, on this uh, network. Then it switched to uh, another uh, um, image posting board for anonymous posting called 8chan. Um, and that's where things, I think, you know, got a little different. But basically, Q drops a text post which has <clears throat> clues in it, little teeny questions that lead you from one thing to another. And sometimes they're kind of creative writing assignments or thinking problems. Um, so they're asking, you know, um, I don't know how familiar you are with the, the Q theories, no. but the, the basic overarching Q theory is, is some, is kind of like, a, you know, it, it's kind of a, basically just a hodgepodge demonization of everything that, um, you know, Trump hates. So <laughs> it's like mm. <clears throat> Trump is the hero and the villains are Democrats and the media elite and, um, you know, scientists and Jews. And basically um, the, the hero Trump is infallible and can do no wrong and is amazing and is smart and is good and benevolent. And everybody else um, are literally drinking the blood of tortured children okay. to get high. <laughs> I mean, <it's>, um, <clears throat> for fun, they're, they're basically, you know, as, as demonized as you can make an, another human being to the point of absurdity. Um, and that includes, you know, the, the Rothschilds and, and um, you know, it, anybody who happens to get in the way, you know, becomes Atari Hillary Clinton, obviously, you know, but also the media elite. So Q will create clues that, that send people out into, um, into the internet to look for proof, to do research um, that this, that this conspiracy theory to control the world and hurt children is happening and how it's happening and who's involved. So they'll say, hey, um, do you ever notice that a lot of people who support Hillary Clinton or, or in, in big media uh, are, are wearing, you know, owl jewelry or have horns on their, you know, uh, tattoos of like skulls or, or, or you know, um, yak heads or, or so, you know, anything with horns or throwing the hand horns all the time. And they're like, why don't you look and see how many people that, that we hate do that, <laughs> you know? And then, so, um, and they're, and they'll say that just like the Masonics or, or a devil worshiping cult, like this is their signal to each other. They have to alert each other. That's part of the cult, right? So you'll see, they don't care about you. They're going to, they're going to show these symbols and you're going to be shocked when you start looking <clears throat> and sure enough, they go out on the internet looking at all these people that they hate and you see them wearing, you know, the, the exactly the things that Q has said that they're going to be wearing hundreds and hundreds of pictures of rock stars and media elite and, you know, politicians wearing owls and, you know, tattoos and being in music videos with occult symbolism and, and um, you know, and then you, you know, it gets shared, it gets shown on YouTube. Everybody is talking about the same thing. You're like, yeah, well, I don't know. Rock stars always kind of do that. And they're like, yeah, but why do they do that? Why would you want to look like you're in a cult? Maybe the simplest explanation is 
you're in a cult. You ever think of that? <laughs> you're like, oh yeah, well that does kind of make sense. I mean, there's a lot of pictures here, you know. And then you start, you know, you kind of file it away. Maybe you don't believe it right away, but then the next posts come and they're like, okay, you thought that was bad. Take a look at this, right? And now you're going down another rabbit hole and all the information is only going in one direction until like you are sitting here with like, you know, a thousand mm. pictures of people really really looking like they're in a cult and and everybody else is just ignoring it seemingly and now you're like but maybe they're in a cult <laughs> and you can't disprove it once you get so that one doubt, with the, the black eyes everyone had black eyes everyone had black eyes black Night club yeah it was called oh all right there you go see yeah so but then people you said people upvote the uh, so the conspiracy that's the idea that's the most popular guess the most oast upvotes is the one that kind of gets pushed through yeah i mean i just think i i wouldn't even say uh you know upvoting but but it gets it gets passed around the most right uh. so if you come up with a great uh theory like um hey you know what maybe jfk didn't die maybe maybe he's going to be the vice president <laughs> and everybody loves that idea right then the, the the media influencers start picking it up then um you know the youtubers start picking up then the tiktok people start picking it up and everyone gets really excited about this new theory and that's why a lot of people don't understand that when it doesn't pan out it's not that big of a deal because it's not q who said it maybe it, mm. you know it's it's a community um organization and so it's a theory and they're excited for it and they think it's real but if it doesn't pan out they just move on to one of the 10 or 12 other theories <laughs> that mm. are currently going around i guess it's always been like this i mean if you go back to when we we're all living in villages and all the towns the rumors that go around are the ones that yeah kind of believable you know people can people otherwise they people wouldn't keep telling them yeah, I don't even think that they're the most believable. I think that they're the most interesting, right. <laughs> like the ones that they like the best. Scandal. This is that's where the that's where the component of selfishness, you know, comes in here of culpability. Even though I think that the people who are running Q are very, you know, tricky, right? Um, there's a certain level of culpability if you find yourself posting anti-Semitic you know, stuff around the internet, uh, especially if you happen to be a Republican lawmaker who's mm. talking about Jewish space lasers, setting forest fires on purpose, you know, you have got, you, you have got to know that you are doing something that hurts other people mm. for your own, you know, satisfaction, because it makes you feel better to think that there's this crazy, you know, reason out there you're living in a fictional world that i'm sure that feels great to you but you mm. know if it's hurting others then you are a real jerk <laughs> i mean it's got parallels with a pandemic now it's kind of like a mental virus absolutely i think that you know we talked about apophenia and epiphany Apoph apophenia was originally a word created to describe um pre schizophrenic states it's a way of delusional thinking mm -hmm. um that appears before you know full-on schizophrenia kicks in and once you have that moment of of unique clarity that comes with an apophony most people don't turn back that's usually the stage at which they enter into a schizophrenic state now i'm yeah. not saying that people who believe in q are schizophrenic i'm just saying that there's 
it, there's a lot of pleasure involved in that. There's a lot of, you know, dopamine involved in that. And if, if you could believe that it was true, if you could live your life as if fiction were reality, it would be a better world in a way, <laughs> you know, you would have a lot more fun. Let's put it that way. That's why alternate reality games are so much fun, right? The, the because you can walk yeah, the around. On, the president's saying, agreeing with you, no? And that's... Yes. Well, you know, you almost have to convince QAnon adherence that there is a conspiracy theory in order to get them to stop believing conspiracy theories because they're saying the president of the united states is telling me that the that that the vote was stolen the president of the united states is telling me that the washington post are a bunch of liars and that and what they're telling me is not true and every other republican you know lawmaker that goes along with that which is a lot reinforces that sense of reality because these are not people that you would expect to lie to you. You trust them. You know, Mm. if you, I mean, especially if they're your side, you know what I mean? Like maybe if you're on the other side, you have a little bit more, um, you know, skepticism, but if those are your people that you voted for and they're telling you that, yeah, you know, I got to tell you this, these, these things are just not true. They're not true. You know, Try OANN or try Newsmax. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's where the truth lies, and though and those people are telling you the same thing that the vote was stolen, that you know that the, the the U.S. Post Office is trying to ruin the election. I mean, you know, so you think, oh, these people are you know are stupid, whatever. No, they're listening to the president of the United States, and you've got to convince them that every Republican lawmaker and the president of the United States is lying to them in order to get them out of this and how do you do that you sound just as crazy yeah they think you're crazy they're like you're telling me oh what that the president of the united states and 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 republicans are all in some kind of you know cult just to bring down the new york times like that's you're a nut get out of here i'm going back to <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense oh. so do you do you know any qa non have you spoken to them in person um, a few, yeah, and I, I, you know, and uh, some people that have been in Q and come out of Q, um, and yeah, it's really interesting. I mean, um, you know, I think that there's, uh, you know, these are not, they're not stupid people, they're not mean people. You know, they're trying to save the world for God's sakes. You know what I mean? Like, mm. some of them have some very noble feelings and are willing to risk a lot to do something that they believe in and they're just being incredibly manipulated. Um, and once you're in, it's super hard to back out. I mean, even faced with some overwhelming reality, I mean, you know, it feels real right up to the minute that it doesn't, you know what I'm saying? So, so, you know, this guy stopped a a van at gunpoint because he thought there were stolen ballots in there. Right now it was just an air conditioning repairman. You know what I mean? But he had, he had, he had tracked him for days and was convinced he was an ex police officer and he was sure he was just Mm -hmm. sure. And he thought he was doing something that was going to expose the lies that he had been told, you know, were real. And that takes a lot of guts. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> I wish it took the same amount of critical reasoning <laughs> as it took guts, but, you know, he was not trying to hurt people, right? He was trying to save 
the country. Mm-hmm. And when you are, it, you know, that I think that that's, you know, if, if you imagine a book, right, where the good guy who does everything and gets away with it, if the good guy is actually the bad guy, it's mm-hmm. terrifying. Right. (laughs) Like, like people think, Oh, you know, the Joker, he's a bad guy. And uh, that's not scary. What's scary is a bunch of good guys with the passion and conviction to give their lives to a cause that is literally not true. (laughs) So, so is there a puppet master at the behind Q? Is there, who is the Q? Because it's a small, you know, you're not many people know how to design alternate reality games. No, I mean, do you have any ideas? Um, I do not actually. I mean, there's a lot of good, uh, Q researchers out there who seem to be pretty sure they know, you know, um, at least, um, nominally who's behind it or who has been behind it. They, they kind of believe there's several groups, um, that moved from game to game. There was a guy called Jim, Jim Watkins who owns eight Kun. Did his name came up a few times? Yep. Him and his, uh, uh, Jim Watkins and and there's another Watkins that's um, attached to that. Um, yeah, they come up a lot because um, because they own the domain that you know hosts Q. Mm. And there's other reasons too. And I'm not really um, qualified to to go into it. Um, I mean, I think for me. The big qu- the question isn't necessarily who's behind it. I mean, unless you have the power to stop them, right? Which I hope somebody does. But um, the question is, you know, what what kind of damage are they doing? <laughs> mm. Like, I I feel like you know they're 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 so tied into the media disinformation campaign that's going on in the United States that it's very hard to sort out, you know, sort of who's official in that and who is kind of hijacking that for their own purposes, right? But in the end, it doesn't really matter because you can look at, you know, is somebody running Q? Yes, yeah, somebody's running Q because somebody posts it and somebody hosts it and somebody organizes it. So there's somebody who does this and do they understand alternate reality gaming? Absolutely, they do. They even um, call out a lot of these things, like specifically, like they, they, they call their thing an alternate reality. Um, you know, at the, at the bottom of my quote is a quote from Q calling it an alternate reality and using the term breadcrumbs. One of their rabbit holes is literally hashtag follow the white rabbit. <laughs> I mean, mm. these people clearly have played these games and understand the mechanics and are alluding to that. I mean, they're, they're as much as outright saying it, but, but clearly they, they have, you know, they're toying with the idea a lot of people feel that um, that this was a game that got hijacked by somebody else. So, for instance, there's a lot of talk about other ARGs like Cicada, um, where they feel, which was a puzzle kind of alternate reality game, where people tried to draw players away from that to, to this one. Um, it's very hard to know because the Puppet Master always has to stay hidden. That's part of the illusion you know, of the game, right? Is that you're playing a fictional character. Um, if you weren't playing a fictional character, you could just come out and be like, hey, I'm Q, you know, whatever, nice to meet you. But you got to stay behind the curtains. So what they think happened in Cicada, and this is supposition from my part, I don't I do not do this kind of research, but but what they think happened, and, and this I do know um, can happen because I've, I've done it myself, but since the puppet master is hidden, um, you can 
throw up clues that seem like they're from the game when they're not, right? So um, if you're solving clues, it's like, hey, new cicada puzzle, right? But it's not from cicada. You don't know where it's from. So you start following those puzzles and they lead you off the original game and you've hijacked the game by getting people to start solving your puzzles. Um, and it's super easy to do in some ways because people, one, aren't expecting it. And two, there's no way to just come out of character and be like, no, that's not that, you know, you don't want to, <laughs> you don't want to do that. Be like, those aren't my puzzles. Stop, stop, stop. Right. Cause then you kind of blown the mat. It's like coming out on stage and saying like, I don't know. It's just so, so yeah. So they, so, so yes, they do know about alternate reality gaming techniques. People do feel like they know who it is. The big question is whether it's tied into sort of like, like the, the foreign media disinformation campaign, um, whether it's connected uh, legitimately through like, you know, someone picking up a phone saying, okay, now we got to get on this vaccine thing. Let's get everybody, you know, upset about that. Or whether they're just looking at the media and seeing that happening and including it. You know what I mean? Wow. There's no way to know right now but the, which so is going on. So they could go to the anti-vaxxers as well. Oh, they already have. Yeah, they've been all over that. Because that was my last guest I was talking to about um, vaccines. And uh, so that ties in. That's not a coincidence. It's part of the game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your last guest and I worked it all out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So has this changed the way you're designing games now? I mean, rather, because you, in your article, you said that it was a real stress to be the game designer because you have to be creative, you have to think things up. But now with this way, you just, you, you, you give the creativity over to the players and they do a better job than you ever could. Um, yeah, I think that, I think that Q has definitely solved some problems in alternate reality gaming in the, in the sense that this thing can just kind of keep rolling because there's very little input from the game developers but i don't think it would work without the huge media disinformation campaign that surrounds it so even if it turns out you know it's a couple guys who you know whatever yeah sure but then you know when you get deplatformed you can the president of the united states is going to get on and talk about q for like five minutes in a press briefing and say how great they are right you can't <laughs> that's you like uh <laughs> that's crazy right you know that's just like you know okay yeah it's just a couple guys come on you know that that is not what's happening here it, if it is then you you know you have um you know some kind of uh misinformation deity looking out for you that can just call up 20 congress people and say okay you know q got deplatformed again so we're gonna need some attention let's um let's talk it up Talk it up, everybody. <laughs> now, whether that's legit, you know, whether that's the, you know, Q calls them up and says that or whether or whether it's just, you know, they see it floundering and they're like, OK, we're going to cause, you know, we've got to throw a bone to Q. But so you're saying it wouldn't work without this. There are some bigger hands behind it. Yeah, I mean, if if half if half of the government weren't weren't saying that the media that the free press is the enemy of the people, <laughs> I really don't think Q would survive. <laughs> yeah, because the truth is, you know, is obvious. Yeah. So so it's like you know so like oh yeah Q really took off and maybe it wasn't that much, you know maybe it really was only like tens of thousands of dollars you know but really. They're hooking into this massive 
disinformation propaganda thing that's going on. Like, I don't pretend to know who's behind it or what's mm. doing it, but I know it's there. <laughs> I know when the president of the United States is saying, you people are liars. This election was mine. You know, that's mm. okay. You know what I mean? Like every press, every, not only is every press organization being attacked, but every press is also reporting that they're being attacked. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Yeah. So, you know, okay, yeah, you know, props to Q, but come on, that's not going to, it's not, it, it wouldn't work if just some guy on the internet was doing it alone, right? Mm-hmm. You know, because people, and I'll tell you why I know that, because people have been doing that. Right, <laughs> Q is right. not the first, and it doesn't take off like this because, you know. So where will it go next then? I mean, it's gone as crazy, it's crazy already, but could it, what, what could be next then? Um. Anything could be next. I mean, I think it. I think it all depends. I mean, I think a lot of it depends on what the characters do next, right? I mean, it depends what Trump does. If he starts a patriot party or starts his own social network, um, you know, it could get revived. I mean, I could also see saying, "Okay, well, Q served its purpose. We're going to put it to bed." And good job, Q. Maybe some people will hang out there for a while, but it'll be kind of low-key, slow burner, and it might die. I mean, it all depends on how psychologically attached to it people get, and it all depends on whether whoever is doing it sees a purpose for it and wants to put in the effort to keep it alive because they've shown that they can absolutely keep it going when Google delists it. And then, you know, it gets kicked off of Reddit and then YouTube and then Twitter and then everything, (laughs) TikTok, right? And they can still keep it going. And then the people who are hosting the domain name kick it off. And then Amazon takes its you know, hosting away, it's like, and then they, and then all the apps get taken off the store and it still persists because they had a use for it. They put in the effort. And I think that's what it's going to come down to. Is it, is it worth keeping it alive? But what I do know is going to happen is that the gaming techniques that they used were too successful to be forgotten and they will persist. They will keep going. And I have seen a lot of evidence of this kind of trained, you know, delusional thinking persisting, uh, even in organizations that demonize Q. So for instance, you know, some of the, some of the alt-right groups, um, will look at Q and be like, and and be like, you know, someone will post, be like, oh, poor Q members must really be hurting right now, you know? And, and they say, oh, you know, screw those guys. They're, they're nuts. You know, we have to, we have to focus on the real problems. We can't, you know, that was always a LARP. We always knew that, you know, but then they go right back to trying to figure out the crazy conspiracy theory that's going to explain why Donald Trump lost. You know what I'm saying? They yeah, go, yeah. They, they're doing the same thing, but they're demonizing Q in order to create the illusion that they're different from Q. But the same thing is happening. <laughs> it's just without a main character, right? And yeah. a lot of people also don't know that Q has been silent for a long time. Q has not uh, posted anything you know, I don't, I don't know, but since, um, really since November or December. Really? So all this activity that's been going on has been without Q anyway. <laughs> Gosh, yeah. I mean, it makes those Facebook and Twitter bots look like, uh, uh yeah. like child's play. No, this is, this is next level stuff, no? Yeah, and and you know it it's it's completely surround. The idea is to completely surround people who are isolated from each other, which we all are, thanks to COVID. Right, yeah. 
you know, with, with, a, with a hall of mirrors. So for instance, I mean, you know, just imagine this scenario, okay? You go onto your Twitter feed and you've got, you know, 200, 300 followers um, and, and you're following maybe, you know, 500 people or something like that. And let's just imagine that all of them are not real. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Which can easily happen. So, and when I say not real, I mean that they're either bots or they're sites that are controlled by, by bots. Okay. And you can do that with a push of a button. This is not even complicated, right? So everybody that you know and are talking to are all basically, maybe except for a handful of people are false. And then those people are posting to you links that go to new sites where the articles are false and they're on newspapers and organizations that are also false. And you go on to, and they bring you to the conspiracy theories and QAnons that are also false. And then the president of the United States and the Congress is also telling you that everything else except what you know is also false. You know, it's basically America's being driven insane. And is that a far-fetched, uh, you know, scenario? No, it's literally happening. It's literally yeah. the way some people right now are living their lives. They are completely captured. So what's and they next don't, then? they I mean, can't see a way yeah. out of it. And now we've got Parler and we've got Gab and we've got Telegram. We've got these places where you can literally construct a social media mm. uh, world that you never get to see the outside of. There's no reality at all except who you meet in person and you can't even meet anybody because you're trapped in your house <laughs> like i am and i have to write a song about this <laughs> yes please do yeah <laughs> i love your songs by the way oh thanks this one's a bit complicated though i mean this is like a song we need a song within a song within i mean i know right you're gonna have to up. yeah you're gonna you're gonna have to embed a puzzle in it or or you know but then again you've got a lot of great source material there's <laughs> maybe i just go into Q- qa non so, so where do people I, you'll be careful because this song is gonna you know it's gonna end up like like on the q and on board so they're gonna love this <laughs> Jeez. so where do oh, i don't want to even ask that where people sorry, talk sorry. about it but uh don't want to give it any publicity because you might be just curious you know there could be some young young people listening to this and you get it sucked in. Yeah. But are right, they, yeah, like, no, the only reason I even mention 4chan and 8chan is because they're not there anymore. Okay. Right. right. It, but it's on the dark web or is that something? Or these parlors? I don't know if it's on the, I don't think it, there's any benefit for them being on the dark web, to be honest, because they're proselytizing. They're trying to get members. They want, they want, you know, yoga moms and they want, you know, teenagers. So they're going to be, they're, they need to be on TikTok and YouTube and Instagram. They don't want to be on the dark web. <laughs> okay, so yeah, yeah, it wants to get into the. And Q and Q was originally supposed to be an FBI, like informant, something like that. What was the original premise back to when it's first? Started? Oh yeah, um, like all the other ones, Q was supposed to have Q clearance, which is a security clearance in the United States, and and. And so Q is supposed to be a member with Q clearance who, um, you know, drops clues of uh, what he knows of this vast global conspiracy. And, and he is offering, he, I, they, he, them, whatever, 
um, you know, they are offering clues, uh, you know, to this vast conspiracy where, you know, um, everybody you don't like is a child molester. <laughs> Why is that? Is that because the worst thing they could possibly think of is to yeah. molest children? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of the worst thing I could think of, but I, yeah. you know, it's like, yeah, I don't. I don't that's the number one insult up. in the. That they yeah, I think, think that's of, good yeah. that that's the number one insult, but definitely, yeah. you know, I mean, I think you can go back to ancient times to Jewish blood libel, and you know, Jews are are supposed to be, you know, mixing the blood of Christian children in their matzah to, you know. To, to, to for their ceremonies mm. and the witches did the same thing and anybody that you persecute just has to be you know unconscionably evil without uh, remorse and drinking blood's pretty drinking the blood of children is pretty up there and QAnon kind of adds a little um, you know modern twist to it they're like oh well you know it's not blood because of magic it's blood because of you know adrenochrome this chemical that is in your blood you know that mm. that gets you high and keeps you alive or you know or something like that now you know it's it it's it's interesting but it's like a you know it's a reboot right it's a reboot okay, yeah, of yeah. jewish blood bible it's like how can we make this interesting again and and um you know there's all this stuff from you know uh popular culture that's got this adrenochrome stuff in it so it lives in blood it makes you crazy and it just fits in with the demonic cult like you know story right now adrenochrome is a real drug it is in your blood i guess and and it's harmless you know it's just this you can buy it for like 50 bucks you can buy a bunch of adrenochrome <laughs> if, you, if you want it oh yeah <laughs> yeah um but you know um unfortunately there was, uh, uh, unfortunately, there's what's called um, uh, basically an information void about this, where it's such a useless drug in many ways that not a lot was written about it, right? Uh. So, so you go Google it, you don't really find much because nobody cares about it. But what you do find is Hunter S. Thompson and a bunch of people talking about how they that adrenochrome is the stuff that can only come from the adrenal glands of living people and that it it makes you so high you can go insane now thompson admitted well, he a, that he, he made that up but he knew one or two things about getting high <laughs> he did but he also knew one or, one or two things about lying his ass off excuse me i'm sorry <laughs> podcast but but and he and he told terry gilliam he's like yeah i made that i made that up cuz it sounded really cool right now, <laughs> mm-hmm. now a lot of people have since picked up on that as kind. Of, it kind of became like you know the weirdest drug in the world. You know that if you wanted to reference something that gets you really high, you might say adrenochrome. And um, you know, and everybody would be like, "Oh yeah, I get that reference," um, but it's not real. Right? It was all fictional. It was all based on lies. But if you do a search, you don't get any information on the real adrenochrome because nobody really was writing about that too much. But you do get information on the fictional adrenochrome. So when you do your so when you do your Google search, you get that it, you see that it's this. You know, everybody's telling you that it's this. You know, amazingly weird, dangerous high, and that it only comes from. And then it fits perfectly into. You know, not only do you do you murder children, drink their blood, you got to like torture them and extract the 
you know, adrenochrome from their living, terrified bodies. <laughs> you know? Andres Thompson's got a lot to answer for. <laughs> yeah, he does. That jerk. Uh, but who knew? I mean, you know, yeah. how can you, how can you, I don't know. It's, it's like they just go out looking for stuff, right? So, yeah. yeah, but it's still, in the end, it's still the same old Jewish thing of you're drinking the blood of children. Clinton's drinking the blood of children. You know, the media leader drinking the blood of children. The people who have a lot of money, rich people, all people that you don't have any access to that you don't know, mm. you know, that already seem weird and that you kind of hate. Well, Jeffrey Epstein and things like that didn't help, you know. Probably. <laughs> no, well, they didn't help. They didn't help the side, you know, uh, that that knows that things like that happen occasionally, mm. and that it's not necessarily part of a giant organized, you know, cult. But yeah, child child uh, molesting happens. It's awful, mm. and anybody would want to stop it. And and the thing is, is that, you know, I guess. I would feel totally differently, right? If QAnon were helping, <laughs> right? If <laughs> if even one child trafficking organization was like, oh, thank God for QAnon, right? I'd be like, okay, now we've got now this got a lot more complicated, right? But universally, they decry QAnon. They're like, this is hurting us. It's creating a fictional image of what this looks like, of what mm. real people being hurt trafficked etc people are not even coming forward because they now feel like they've got to be you know harvested in order to to you know feel like they're being abused or you know or trafficked this is like a, a common problem in fiction because the worlds are so different so for instance you know when you see somebody drowning in a movie they're thrashing their hands around and they're screaming oh, 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 right when you become a lifeguard you're trained to look for the real signs of drowning, which is people being absolutely silent with their heads barely above water, you know, maybe even laughing because they're so nervous and they're just concentrating all their effort on keeping their head above water. They're not even screaming. They're just like, and they just bloop, they just sink under, under the water, a kid especially, right? So the reality versus the fiction could cause huge problems. So, so the fact that, you know, QAnon is saying, oh, you know, this is what's happening. There's a satanic cult and all this stuff is, is terrible because that's not really how, you know, children get hurt. If you really want to help children go into social work, go into forensics, go into something that has shown to be a proven help to kids, you know, fund social networks, right? Yeah. Fund uh, safety networks, go out and, and help families know the actual signs. Don't, Q does not need your help. Right? <laughs> He's not helping anybody or anything. So the goal, yes, you can't argue with the goal, but every legitimate organization that deals with this is begging them to stop. And that is enough for me. Yeah. <laughs> So do you think like all these, the media is as much to blame for asking, even for asking Donald Trump questions or, or covering it in any way? Should they have just like given, been silent about it? Or? No, I don't think that you can be silent about it because Q's got the mic. These people have the mic, right? right? So if you are silent about it, then there's just one voice talking. Yeah, you know, you're not, they're yeah. spreading it. Yeah. They're already trying to spread it and they have the biggest 
you know, they have the biggest microphone in the world. They've got the president of the United States to do it. Mm. So I think people need to be aware. They need to be inoculated. They need to know the techniques. They need to understand the difference between a game and, and manipulation between propaganda and the news. They need to understand that there really are people who are trying to mess with your mind. <laughs> you know, this is, <clears throat> this is happening. And if you, and do people need to believe me? No, they should be skeptical, yeah. right? They should be skeptical and they should think, you know, about what I'm saying. But whereas Q is an anonymous figure, right? You and I are here. Mm -hmm. Like I've got, you know, I got a website. It's my name, you know, chat with me, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's an opinion, right? Yeah. I'm giving you an opinion based on, based on experience. And, um, that's, really different right yeah. you, <laughs> so you're in, you're in portland is that right yeah okay because i'm here in italy you know a lot of my guests are about nice. are from um are about an america are in america i'm talking about all about america's problems and you know it's like an alternative <laughs> because you know we don't have them over here it's like i'm talking about this alternative reality over there that you guys yeah. have to, to deal with i mean and in portland then is like You've had a lot of problems as well there with with other groups so yeah you must feel like you're living in in a, in a hall of mirrors as well huh? um not really so much because i'm in the other portland <laughs> i'm in portland maine <laughs> oh portland maine i'm sorry oh okay sorry no problem so i've got it easy shows my american Although, geography uh, <laughs> i didn't know there were two portlands yeah we're the original we're the original oh, okay. portland uh, uh, and and um, and and maybe just maybe just a teeny bit uh, defensive. About it. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you need to incorporate in the in the name. I mean, we there was York and New York. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah old Portland. I don't know. Um, anyway, yeah. So yeah, we're it's pretty quiet. It's pretty quiet okay. over here. Just on, um, online. Yeah, and you know what? I have I have relatives in Portland. Oregon, and honestly, it's quiet there too. It's it's really a media distortion. I mean, they they live right near the you know the the, the scene of all the BLM protests. They go there every every night. It's it's fine. It's just you know, it's a, it's literally like this one block in an enormous city, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. and it's 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 nothing. It's literally you know she does uh, the. A, my uh, sister-in-law, you know, often does podcasts and stuff of walking around the supposedly war-torn, you know, streets of Portland, and it's hilarious. You know, she's walking her dogs, and you know, there's a little free concert going on, and there's some vendors, <laughs> and you know what I mean. It's like this is what it's like, you know, 99.9 percent .9 of the time, except for like right around this one building at like you know two o'clock in the morning. Right now. Oh, okay, so because we think the National Guard were going in and things like that, but yeah 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 it's all it's there's a weird sense of theater about it yeah i mean uh, not to say that um blm is 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 theatrical but in the presentation mm. yeah there's you know and there's 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 some great uh memes out there of like you know the city of portland as a whole and then this little teeny red dot and that that's where the protests are you know? it's like you know it's it's really it's really you, you 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 can't you don't just wander by it you know what i mean mm. you have to go there you have to get in the car take public transportation and head on down to 
you know, where the nightly protest is happening and walk around at one o'clock in the morning, right? You got, <laughs> it's not like work to our district. It's beautiful there actually. Um, so anyway, I don't know if that's, <laughs> that's relevant or keeping that in the podcast, <laughs> but uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's lovely. Go, go down go there. Okay. Go, go to the, um, but not as nice the as farmer's Maine. market, walk your dog. Portland, but, Maine is nicer. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Although not, maybe not as friendly. <laughs> well, we like you, but, but you know, you may, you may, it's chattier in Portland, Oregon. Yeah. Well, all right, Reed. Well, I think this is, well, we, we got good lobsters. This has been really great. So, um, you've certainly shed a light on another aspect, not yet another aspect of American culture for me. Yeah. Well, let's hope that, uh, where you are stays inoculated and, insane um i know that it's been leaving the united states and heading to other countries so keep an eye out okay yeah for the next for the upgraded <laughs> version for the variant no that's right yeah that's right. get uh, get ready okay <laughs> well thanks for uh, thanks for drawing this to my attention uh thanks so much for having me on it's it's been a pleasure you're a great interviewer and uh, i can't wait to hear your musical interpretation wish me luck yeah <laughs> i do <laughs> Let me know. Thanks, Reed. Okay. All right. All right. Take care. In unrelated things, you perceive a commonality. Building a breadcrumb trail away from reality.
Don't believe all you see on the message boards. Apophilia is leading us. Join the dots and build the pictures. Seems there are some scenes we are. Interpretations of the scriptures leading us. Thanks for tuning in. Educational episode, eh? You can check out more of Reed's articles on Medium. Um, and if you like the song, and you want to share that as well, you can get it from Spotify, iTunes, Deezer, or even better is to download it for a dollar from podsongs.com because Spotify streaming, if you put it on all night, I can buy a cup of coffee. So it's really a 0.003 cents per stream so it's it's infinitesimal because i've got to pay my musicians maurizio sanicola massimino vodza and my researcher dory verbo and keep the show growing so if you could also review on your podcast app give us some stars subscribe it all helps to grow the audience and grow the show all right thanks again for tuning in see you next time